Blog Talk Radio. Everybody here, everybody here, let's get into it. Yeah. Get stoned, get started. Big Brother fans, this is your Rad Reality Show Network. We connect you to the reality stars you love. I'm Sherry Garcia, and I'm so glad you can be here tonight with us for Manic Mondays with our beautiful host, Michelle Costa, from Big Brother Season 10, also known as the Portuguese Princess from Providence. have questions or comments, call in at 1-347-237-5506. And once you're on our switchboard, please do remember to listen to the prompts and press the number one key on your phone. That lets us know that you want to join us on air and you're not just listening to the show from our switchboard. Now, let's get this show started with a little intro for our host. Here we go. Back. 
Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome, Big Brother fans. It's July 3rd, 2017. I'm Sherry Garcia. I'll be your co-host tonight, so allow me to be the first to say thank you for joining us here on the Red Reality Show Network for Manic Mondays with our beautiful host, Michelle Costa, from Big Brother Season 10. She's got an awesome special guest lined up for tonight who happens to be a Big Brother Uber fan and a brand new daddy to an uber adorable baby boy named Bentham as well. I think that's enough hints. That's right. From Big Brother Season 11, Ronnie Talbot will be joining Michelle to talk about everything that's going on in the crazy Big Brother 19 house. And I have to say, there is so much to talk about. Um, The house guests have only been in the house for two weeks, and it seems like there's at least a month's worth of gossip to catch up on. Um, Now, we're going to keep tonight's show to just one hour, so we will take a few calls, but we won't be able to take a lot of calls, so have your most important questions ready when you call in to chat with Michelle and Ronnie Call in at one three four seven two three seven five five zero six. If you have any questions or comments you'd like to share with them, call in and let them know what your thoughts are. Um, once you've called in, make sure once you're on our switchboard that you remember to press the number one key on your phone. That lets us know that you're ready to join us on the air and you're not just listening to Manic Mondays while you're cooking dinner or driving home or whatever it might be that's keeping you from being here with us in our chat room. Now, let's get it started in here and bring up our chart host and get Manic Monday started with our host, Michelle Costa. Hi, Michelle. How are you and how was your weekend? Hey, Cherry Pie. Hello, everybody out there. Happy Manic Monday and happy 4th of July weekend. Uh, I know a lot of you guys here right now um, are taking a little bit of time out of your fireworks viewing. Uh, That's why we're cutting it short to 8 o'clock so that you can go and check out the fireworks. And a lot of you guys are going to be listening to this archived because you're out on vacation and stuff. So uh, we have a great show tonight. Cherry, I got a lot to talk about. I'm excited, and I'm also excited to talk with Ronnie Talbot about everything going on with BB, right? So, you guys, let's first talk about um, what I did last week, and I went to the premiere party in NYC. Uh, So it was a pretty epic event. It was packed, filled with alums, fans, um, friends, family. Um, It was a great time. Um, unfortunately, one person didn't show up that was supposed to, and obviously we didn't know what was going on, question marked him, and we're talking about your boy Paul, friendship, team friendship. <laughs> and so when he didn't show up, we were like, okay, uh, where is he? And then all of a sudden he showed up on screen, cherry pie. So uh, that's okay. going to be uh, – yep, that's going to be a topic. You know, I, I think that this – cast is just amazing reminds me of um, finally big brother 10 the diversity the age ranges 
and obviously we have seen it. They've been in there for two weeks. We've seen uh, a person evicted day one. We've seen a new uh, an alumni come in. We've seen somebody who walked off, self-evict, whatever you want to call it. We've seen the first HOH have to nominate five people. I mean, is that a first? That's got to be a record, right? So uh, a lot of showmances going on already, people breaking stuff. Uh, I said earlier to Cherry, instead of having banners fly over, we need to drop a bubble wrap on them so that they can wrap themselves up. Uh, but uh, I do have something interesting that happened at the party. You guys want to hear it? You guys want to hear, 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 hear? Yeah. Okay. So. Um, you guys remember Miss Z came on here. She's one of the ones that um, ran it with the Big Brother group. So she calls me over and she says, Michelle, she's like, I need you to do me a favor. Jessica's mom's here, and I'd like you to bring her to go and, you know, hang out with my mom because my mom, obviously, Mama Costa was there. And if you could bring her to the VIP room um, so that she, you know, has someone to sit with and talk. And I said, sure. I said, you know, you know bring me over to her. So she brings me over to her, and I look at her, and guess what? I know her. <laughs> oh, my God. I know Jessica's mom. I used to work with her 20 years ago, and I hadn't seen her in 10 years. So I worked with her for about 9, 10 years, and we both looked at each other, and I'm like, Teresa? And she's like, Michelle? And I'm like, oh, my God. So me and her hug, kiss, um, and she's Brazilian. So guess what? She talks Portuguese. So I bring her to my mom, and her and my mom hit it off, and uh, they they basically hung out the entire night, uh, which was perfect for my mom because they got to speak Portuguese with each other. So um, I'm in contact with Jessica's mom. We're going to try to see if we can get her um, on the show uh, in the near future. Uh, i got to see if she's figured out the live feeds yet, you know, because her daughter and her kids are the ones that set up all that stuff for her. So we're going to see if she's uh, on that. But we hopefully she didn't get the live feed yesterday or the day before. Oh my you know what God. I'm talking about, people. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. There's, there's already stuff going on in there, too. Uh, hopefully, uh, so, yeah, that's, that's uh, one of my little cool things that happened. Like, what are the chances? What are the chances I know Jessica's mom? Of course. Um, so um, there's racial things going on already. There's just so much going on in the house right now. Cherry, uh, before um, Ronnie gets on, he'll be on in a couple minutes. And I want you guys out there in the chat room, too, um, to uh, list. But right now, I know Cherry Pie, you have a top three. And I don't know, I don't know who's worse, you or me, with our top threes all the time. Something's always going down with them. I don't know. Uh, but um, who are your top three uh, before, you know, the official start of Big Brother? Who were they? Well, one of mine's already gone. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Rub it in, yes. girl. <laughs> um, hey, listen, if it wasn't you, it's me. So <laughs> it had to have been one of us. I had to have the curse. <laughs> um, so have you replaced Megan? Yeah, my top three was Mark, Christmas, and Megan. You know, but I figured right, Megan so. was going to be cool because I'm a dog lover, and I figured anybody, you know, that loves dogs would be cool, you know, but I don't know what happened. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure either about the uh, what they showed, what they aired. Um, 
last night. Um, to me, I still didn't get all the answers, or it didn't seem like, you know, that she walked out or went to the hospital. I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll really get into that um, because it just seems so weird. I mean, she was really going hard first, probably first one to go hard, um, getting alliances together, uh, getting into fights, right? And that's what happens in the Big Brother house. The Big Brother house, as we all know, we're all super fans. That's what happens, fighting, lying, manipulating, backstabbing. And I was a little bit taken back um, storyline of, of Megan. Um, I mean, there's, um, you know, post-traumatic stress syndrome is a real thing. Um, and that's something that she's dealing with. And I hope that, you know, she gets help for that. Um, I know that she said she got sexually assaulted and stuff, you know, um, which is horrible in itself. Um, but if, if it was something that was kind of still fresh and, you know, something that she couldn't deal with, I, I don't know why she applied for Big Brother. Um, because, I mean, that's what they do. They People fight. And then the other thing is that her storyline was she's an interrogator, right? And um, right. she was in the military, and she interrogated people in, in the jails and Kuwait and stuff. I'm sure there was people that weren't, you know, when you're interrogating somebody, it's not usually a fun experience. So, you know, it was it just, it's, I'm not really understanding, you know, the yelling stressed her out. And, I mean, I just hope that she's getting whatever help needed. But I just, I feel bad for people who would give their left arm to be on the show, you know. And it's a very hard process. It's very stressful in itself, you know. So I just feel bad for people like Cameron who were taken out um, first, you know. Um, I don't know. I, I just, it's like a catch-22, I guess you could say, right, Cherry? I agree. I felt bad for Cameron, too, you know, especially when she left so soon thereafter. It's a shame. He was an Uber fan, you know, and it's a shame he couldn't have stayed longer. I feel like he would have been very entertaining. Yeah. So it's just it one really of those sad. things. You, yeah. Yeah. And, but your um, guest is on the switchboard. Well, perfect, because we'll talk about this subject and many more other subjects. So um, if you guys have questions or whatever, please pop them up in the um, chat room. We'll try to get to them as soon as we can. But uh, without further ado, let's bring up our special guest. Yes, from Big Brother Season 11, we have... Ronnie Talbot with us. Hi, Ronnie. Hey, guys. How are you? Oh, we're better now that you're here, Ronnie. Oh, I love you guys. I missed you guys. <laughs> I miss you, too. Thank you so much for being on Manic Monday. You are definitely a staple here. Um, before no, we get into Big you. Brother talk, before we get into Big Brother mm-hmm. talk, we want to get into Big Daddy talk. So talk a little oh. bit about... Being a brand new daddy, how is Bentham and how's Michelle doing? How's just the life of daddyhood? <laughs> it's amazing. Mommy and Bentham are doing really well. Bentham's got three teeth coming in already, which I'm told oh he's only two and a half months old. It's very early. Yeah, so that's crazy. I, I don't know. He said, I have an update. You're the first to hear it. 
He okay. said daddy today. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> I can't even. Uh, at two and a half months so today, we were, at my, we were at my parents. They were watching him while we went to Michelle's grandmother's funeral today. And we went there, and he turned, and he looked at me, and he goes, <laughs> Wow. Mind-blowing. Yeah. He's going to be like Dr. Dewey, Dewey Hauser going to college at the age of, like, 12 <laughs> or 13. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, it's one of those things, it's so early that if he hadn't done it twice and if there hadn't been multiple people there to witness it, I don't think anyone would have believed me. <laughs> you know what I mean? That is but, Crazy. What type of um, milk are you guys feeding him? <laughs> I, can Walmart. I have some? Just regular can I have some? from Walmart. <laughs> can you send but me on a text he, the, the formula so I can actually take some myself? <laughs> but when he was born, our, our OBGYN, he came in the next day after doing tests on him, and he said, you know, you know, this is not conclusive, but I just feel like your baby's going to be very intelligent. And we said, well, we hope so. Why do you feel that way? He said, he's already grabbing things, and he's articulating finger movements and tracking things with his eyes. He said, I have not seen an infant do that in about 15 to 20 years. So he said, wow. He, yeah, and he was doing that within an hour of being born. That's crazy. That is crazy. So that's amazing, amazing that, know. you know, um, he's just doing everything. It seems like every day is just an amazing day. You never know what he's going to be it doing. Is. So it so is. God and bless you and up. the baby. He wakes up and he smiles at us first thing every morning. And I know every parent says this, and it sounds cheesy, but it's true. It just – it. When Michelle and I see that every morning, it, it's like it doesn't matter what happens that day. It's going to be fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Such a blessing. He is such a blessing. And I'm, I, I'm, Michelle and I are so lucky. I oh, mean, you can hear it in your voice. I just I, I love that little guy. He is our world. <laughs> well, I, I can tell that possibly he will be a future Big Brother uh, contestant. So, uh <laughs> Um, be well, on the lookout I told for Benthom, Big Brother 29. <laughs> I told Michelle we were in trouble because Bentham has his mommy's good looks and his daddy's bad attitude. So we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a perfect mix to me. Yeah. He acts Sounds just like, like he gets adorable. so mad. When he gets mad, he furs his eyebrows and he just ah, and lets you know and then, he's, you know. So I'm like, oh, God, we're in trouble. He acts just like me. (laughs) Well, we're just so happy for you, Ronnie. Thank you. And keep the pictures going. Um, (laughs) So let's get into Big Brother Talk because there's so much to talk about. Okay. Craziest first week ever. Yeah, let's just the conversation we were having before you got on here so that we can just put that to the side and then we can continue. We were talking about Megan and, Mm -hmm. you know, her self-eviction and just, Mm -hmm. you know, we saw last night's episode. We heard, you know, uh, the the stress and then the, the racial comments and all that. Talk a little bit about, 
you know, what your thoughts are and your opinions are on that because, you know, everyone knows mine and cherries. We just are kind of flabbergasted a little bit. What do you think? Well, you know, I've been very vocal about this on Twitter, and I make no apologies for this. Whatever happened in her life involving the assault or whatever, you know, difficulty she has, that's, that's horrible, that's awful, obviously. But I don't know, I'm sure you would agree with me, Michelle, being on Big Brother, it's a tough game. It's no joke. I mean, it's an intense psychological, you know, experience. You you know, you fight, it's heightened, you can't get away from it, everything. It's like all your feelings are intensified when you're in there. Mm -hmm. And she she says she was a super fan. She says she's seen every season. So she knew that. And you know going into that, what the, especially if you're a super fan, I mean, you know what that's like. You know the fights that have happened. And, you know, BB-8, BB-10, BB-11, we had some massive fights. BB-14 had some. I mean, there have been some seasons that have some bad fights. And if you're a super fan, you know that. You know that's part of the game. And if you know something like that happened to you, something horrific like that, you need to know your limitations. You need to know, wow, as much as I would want to be on the show, I couldn't handle that. And you should just not even apply. Just don't even try out for the show. Because yeah. you're going to, if you get picked, you're going to take the slot from someone. And what many people, you know, every season, you see people say things like, uh, oh, Robin didn't do a good job casting or whatever. But what people don't understand, is, and you know this as well as I do, Michelle, Robin does not have complete and total control over who gets on the show. Oh, Robin absolutely. and her team pick, you know, people and they go to CBS and they say, these are the people we like. You know what I mean? And and this is who we found. And then CBS will go, them, 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 but not them, and not them. You know what I mean? They'll go down there and say, okay, we like this person, this person, but not them. They, they're not on the show. So it is so hard to get on the show. Not only do you have to yeah. be picked by casting, make it through semifinals, make it through the final selection, but then CBS also has to be willing to say, yeah, we like you. We want you on the show. It's really hard. And she went through all that. So you trying to tell me through all the psyche vows and everything, this horrific experience for us didn't come up? It did. It had to have. Right, Michelle? Don't you think so? It had to have. At some you point know, time, Dr. Zachary Ronnie, talked to her about it. It had right? to have. It had to have. Had to and have. Let, me, let me tell you that there's people that were on Big Brother, and myself included, that had a very horrific experience. And, um, you know, a lot of people had different things happen to them. Right. So uh, you should know your limitations and your boundaries and what you can deal with and what you can't, you know. There there was something, nothing, nothing like what Megan's saying. But, you know, there were some experiences I had growing up one of which in particular that Dr. Zachary brought up. And she said, well, what do you think about that? And I'm like, well, it's just something awful that happened to me. 
And she said, well, you don't think you're traumatized? And I said, no, I don't think, I don't feel like I'm traumatized. It's just something bad that happened, and I decided I'm not going to let that define me. And everyone, I understand, everyone reacts differently to bad things that happen to them. And, you know, no, no one, like saying that, in my opinion, and this is what's controversial, I admit, the PTSD thing isn't even part of this because Megan should have known that. It had to have come up in all the process beforehand. She should have been self-aware enough to say, I don't think I can handle this. Because, and the reason I say that is twofold. One, if Megan hadn't been nominated, she'd still be in that house. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. If she had not been nominated she would still be in that house. Oh, I'm sorry, you're going to go on Big Brother and get nominated? What a shocker. I mean, that's the game, right? You know you're going to get nominated at some point. It's a very short list of people who have not been nominated in the game. It's very short. I, I I couldn't even tell you who, but I feel safe in estimating maybe two or three people that have two or less nominations in their season. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Yeah, no, I agree and, with you. <laughs> I, the other reason is this. When she got out, she's so traumatized. Because so, she came one day, she got out one day after. You know, we know from, from when the feeds went live that she left the morning, the, uh, they, she left early Thursday. Well, I say early, but I mean like 10 a.m.-ish, they said, on Thursday. So she left not even 24 hours before the feeds went live, right? Correct. It's not very long. So she gets out, and so we're talking she's like 48 hours out from quitting the show, okay? Less than, less than. All of a sudden, she's so traumatized, but she pops up on Twitter, and she's like, Megan from BB19, yo, meet me. I want to meet my fans. She's so traumatized that she's doing that. No, I don't buy it. I'm sorry. If she were truly traumatized from her Big Brother experience and it triggered PTSD and everything, I honestly feel in my heart she would have disappeared. She would have spent a much more significant length of time out of the public light before coming in and saying, okay, here's what happened. I'm okay now. I can be on Twitter. I can talk to the fans. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I heard that she posted that she was going to be at the bar, come meet me for some yes. drinks and whatever. And I was like, wait, And when what? it blew up, the guy canceled it. Whenever people were like, what? Then the guy who was organizing it was like, oh, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, it was very strange. And I... then it was very strange that right away she had this press release <laughs> Yes, that was going to be, you know, um, put on social media, um, which I thought that that was really strange. What don't you think so? Like I was just like, wait, a it, what? A, pre- it is. a press release. <laughs> and what's know. even stranger about it to me, and I know this will be controversial, but it's me. We all know me. <sighs> 
we live in a day and age where everything's heightened in terms of being politically correct. You can't dare say something that might offend someone, or you can't dare say anything that might possibly, you know, cause some hurt feelings or whatever. And, of course, that's not the goal with this. But what I am saying is that I don't want to use, to quote Peter Brown, I don't want to use the word convenient, but for lack of a better word, I find it convenient that she's claiming this, which I'm not doubting the validity of her assault or any ramifications from that. I'm not doubting that. That's not what I mean. But what I mean is if I were Megan and I were a super fan and my game blew up and I knew how the fans were going to be reacting, you know, it's awfully convenient to say something that's not politically correct to say, "Mm, that's not, I don't buy that. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's like using I, it as a defense that it's it's unacceptable to question it. So yeah, right. I and would have I will say like this. maybe put a statement out there stating like I just need a little bit of time um, to you know just to collect my thoughts to get you know myself back together. You know, um, I might have yeah. not, not even gone on social media, but if that's the route she should have gone, doesn't she think there would have been there's going to be negative and positive to to whatever mm-hmm. she did. And doesn't that seem like it would be stressful? Because we all know how much intensity comes from social media. And yep. at a time where you're just that stressed out and that tapped out mentally you're and physically and emotionally. You're opening yourself up to uncontrollable variables. Yeah, why, why would you go onto the biggest platform of stress, anger, uh, relentless behavior, uh, cruel, you know, that, you know, you were safer inside the Big Brother house, you know, so. That's what my wife said. She said, if she's so scared, why did she want to go to a bar? Why does she want to go on Twitter? In the Big Brother house, everything is recorded and monitored. She's completely safe. She said, in outside world, you can't stop people from saying certain things. You can't, you can't be as protected. That doesn't make no sense. Yeah. The whole and, thing and is the other really thing, confusing. I, yeah, and I've had people say this to me on Twitter, and, and, you know, I have to say this because I've gotten mixed responses on this, but I stand by this 100%, and I really want to know what you guys think here, Michelle. Yeah, people said, you don't know what that's like. Um, screw you, I do. If I ask you guys, tell me a short list of people – who had their game blow up and they got called out for for lies in front of the whole house. Would I not be one or two on that list of all time yeah. in BBUSA? Oh, yeah. Seriously. You, yeah, you I definitely feel like out, I'm yeah. one or two on that list. Oh, so yeah. if, if any former house guest in history for BBUSA is somewhat of an, ex, of a, of an expert witness on what it's like for the emotional demands of being attacked inside the house for telling lies or whatever, it's me. Did I quit? No. Did, did yeah. I did, – was I happy about it? No. Did I cry? Yeah, because I missed my wife. I realized what I had done. And, and, you know, that's a very – it's something I will give her is, as someone who's experienced that. 
it's an incredibly complex emotional experience. You go through so many emotions so fast, which every house guest does. But in that instance, it, it, it's so complicated. You feel so many different things, but quitting never even crossed my mind. It wasn't even in the same universe of a possibility for me because I wanted to be on the show for so long. I'm a super fan. I knew how many people applied and weren't picked. I, I, I knew, you know what I mean? So what did, what did I do? I licked my wounds. I took it like it on my chin. And I, I went back and refocused and started fighting back because that's what you're supposed to do. But she didn't do that. I mean, how many days was she in there? Nine days? She was in there nine yeah. days. I, that, I think I suffered torment in the house longer than nine days. So how bad could she have really had it? Yeah. I mean, I think that it's one of those things, like, she, she had one fight and then went and started another fight for somebody who was, you know, afraid of the stress of the problem. Yes. So it seemed like she just kept creating problems for herself. But yes. in all, you know, she left um, and, you know, we saw what we saw. We got her press release conference, whatever the hell it is. And it is what it is, a, a spot gone. And so we move on, right? That's it. Right. But um, so let's move on to our next subject. For, so first off, Ronnie, let's talk about your uh, before we even knew Paul was going in the house. Okay, I thought that mm-hmm. the cast was fine and dandy and just was perfect without throwing somebody else in there. I love Paul. You know, he's a friend. Yeah. He's good TV. Whatever. I just didn't think the it was needed, was but he's there now. He's there now. Um, can you first give us maybe your top three picks? And your maybe your least picks. Talk about that before we get into what's been happening in the house. Okay. Well, before the season started, of course, you know, I had four favorites that I picked. And in no particular order, that was uh, Kevin, Christmas, Ramsey's, and Matt. Those were my okay, four picks. picks. Yep. And I really felt like McCray, I saw McCray. McCray's like, pick who's going to win? I was like, uh, Kevin, because I do. I feel like, and, and I don't feel differently, really. I th- I think Kevin's going to make it far. Kevin, Kevin is, is everything. Everything. Is. I love Kevin. Bonnie. Yes. Upset. He's, when, when Nicole went in and he didn't even know Nicole or Paul's name, I was like, done, yeah. you're my hero. Like, <laughs> I love Nicole and Paul, but that shit's hilarious to me. I love that. Like when he's like, he's like that was won last so season. funny. <laughs> he's like, oh, what's her name? <laughs> I was, I, like, he doesn't even know her name, and she won. <laughs> he's on the show, and he's like, right off the bat, I was like, this guy's going to be Steve Gold. He's going to be amazing. I was like, please bring on the feats. <laughs> his his one liners, his mojos. He's like, oh, put up a bunch of mojos. I'm like, I. I I I need like Kevin in my life. I I need to, I'm gonna hunt him down yes. when he comes home after he wins, and I just want to hang out with him. That's what I want to do. I just want to hang out with him, him and his mojo. Yes, <laughs> he, he's amazing. It, it, and you know what I think makes this cast so good? I was talking about this with some other people, and one of them being my wife. I think you would agree, guys. Several of the most recent casts have been a much more narrow scope of age range. I mean, it's it. They've all been within what fifteen to eighteen years of each other. That that was yes. spread from the youngest to the oldest. It wasn't much, 
but we have a much bigger scope this year. And with that brings much more life experience, different viewpoints, different thoughts. And I feel like this season from the live feeds, it's really gotten back to the social experiment aspect of the game. Like you're learning yes. – they don't know so much about what it's like to be on the feeds. So people are saying some things that you're kind of like, <gasps> and other things you're like, oh, that's so touching. I mean, it's, it's all kinds of things on the feeds. It's, it's great. For me, This I tweeted something like this. I've always liked Big Brother. But mm, this season, I think it might be the best season since mine. Like if you just consider, if I had to say 11 and 1, Mm, I think I like this season better than mine I, I, so far. I hope it doesn't disappoint, but it, it's pretty amazing. Like, Big Brother's back in a huge way for me. Yes. I mean, they, the average age of the house is, I believe, 30.9 or something like that. So, you know, we have, you know, I think five or six people in their 30s, you know, um, a couple people mm-hmm. under 25, and then we got to, you know, Five or five or more over a tw- between twenty five and thirty, and then we have uh, the best right now entertainment wise in many different aspects of his social game, his just one liners, him not really knowing the game and still <laughs> doing what he's doing. Kevin at fifty five. Thank you, thank you, thank I you. I love Kevin. Having Kevin in there. I love Kevin. I cannot get enough of Kevin. And it was funny because I saw Derek. Um, Derek actually um, met um, Kevin at, at the casting in, in uh, Boston. And he uh-huh. Derek tweeted, like, I think it was like three or four days ago. And he says, I know how you guys are with your investigations of, you know, uh, past, uh, you know, house guests, knowing new house guests. And I'm going to let you guys know that, yes, I had dinner Spaghetti meatballs, to be exact, with Kevin and his family after he met him at the casting, and that was it. Uh-huh. He said he just went and, uh, you know, met him and whatever, and so he put that out there. He goes, so don't be, you know, investigating anymore. I gave you guys, you know, a little bit, and that's all, mm-hmm. you know, that's it, pretty much. I just well, thought that was funny. Paul. Yes, I, I saw that picture, yep. Yep, it was at the casting in, um, okay, I was sure. I don't know where the casting was. But yes, I saw it. That's when she had her hair down, and she looked a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, spaghetti meatballs. I don't, I don't, I don't know if there was any dessert, guys. So we'll find out. <laughs> now, um, uh, Ronnie, what? Are, who are your least favorites? Have they changed Jillian. from when? What? Who is no. it? No, Jillian. Yes, I she, knew Jillian was going to be problematic. Two thousand seventeen. I knew that. Like. There was just something about her that I was like, she's going to get in there, and they're just going to be like, put her up, put her up, put her up. Not that they're consciously saying Jillian's a pawn now. I'm not saying that. But that's where she's headed. I mean, let's be honest. She's just... She's, she's not, whiny. Yeah. I mean, things are not going well for her, clearly. But she's, you know, she's not taking it in the best way possible. She's kind of being whiny about it, and she's... You know, she acts like she's been on the on the block ten times, and she's been on there once, twice. Yeah, well, twice because she was on well, there for the first eviction. Yeah. I mean, think about this. Okay, so there were sixteen house guests, right? Because I mean, Paul's a house guest, but you know, 
uh, well, okay, there, there were actually 17, but, you know, we know what happened. There was 17, but, but Paul replaced one, making it 16. So technically it's, right. okay. I guess, 16. Cody has nominated five people in the five. first week. Five. That's a record, people. right, It's the Ronnie? most in Big Brother history. It even beats Tom in, in Big Brother Canada. It's the most nominations from one HOH in the history of Big Brother in one week. Five. Unbelievable. Five different people. That's a third of the house. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It's a third of the house. So one third of the house is like that. That that mother trucker put me on the block. (laughs) I mean, come on. One third of the house. I mean, how mad would you be if you were Cody right now? Just as a like a, Michelle, say we went in there and they're like, "Oh, Michelle, nominate two people," and then you nominate two people, and then one of them quit, and then like you know, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Ah, oh, Michelle, you gotta nominate someone else," and you're like, "Okay, I'm gonna nominate Ronnie," and so I was like, "Ah," and I won the veto, and I took myself off, and I was like, "Up, oh, I gotta nominate someone else." And you try to nominate a fourth person. And you're like, I'm going to nominate Jeff. And like, ah, Jeff's got the magical coup de power to production this week. And you're like, what? Yes. <laughs> you're going to nominate a fifth person. I mean, that's messed up. Like, I mean, when you when you feel like, well, my game's screwed, like, I got major damage control to do now. <laughs> major, but I think Cody was just, you know, that's what he wanted. But, you know, kind of what Jillian's reminding me of right now is Jackie from Big Brother Canada. And I called her the mm. – um, the, the redheaded wit, a widow, and because everybody who sat next to her or that she aligned with was taken out. So now we got ourselves right. a Jillian, and people are next to her are dropping like flies. I mean, literally, they are. besides Alex, you know, we just found out that possibly Christmas, you know, broke her foot, but, you know, she's yeah. right now. I mean, she's not getting there like, now, but cow. she has to have an MRI. Yeah. Like, okay, I really want to know your thoughts on that because I have a certain – I mean, no one in my season had medical issues. Um, it was nine that Amanda had the low blood sugar thing and that uh, and that Allison had the allergic reaction, right? Yeah, it was nine. Yeah. yeah. Well, no one's ever been medically evacuated from Big Brother before. Well, because mainly – Big Brother is not that type of game. It's not like Survivor where you're in extreme weather conditions and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if Christmas broke her foot, she definitely has torn ligaments. We know that because she said that when she got back in the house, which I find it hilarious that when they took her to the hospital, she she had to put on a hat and sunglasses and a sweater. <laughs> so people wouldn't recognize her. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. If I saw someone dressed to the nine like that, they'd be like, who are you? Why are you trying not to, you know, attract Yeah, but attention? if you think about it, if you think about it, it's in L.A. So, you know, maybe people True. who are, you know, you know, celebrities and stuff like that to have a tendency to wear disguises so that they're True. not, you know. True. It might not be weird there where it's going to be weird everywhere else but there. But That's the true. thing is with that is, um, okay, so she got taken out. But then we also had Ash, um, Ashley who was uh, given shots in her back and could barely walk. But I think that the reason mm-hmm. why they're not, you know, saying that she needs to go is, number one, is they're already screwed because they're trying to probably figure out what they're going to do now that Megan's gone. They're, they are probably trying to fill slots mm-hmm. here and there and 
time time frames. If they were to lose another one, like what are they going to do? Uh, number two is so she's not going to be able to compete in maybe the endurance ones, but she'll be able to do the questions. She'll be able to do right. you know some of those types of situations. Um, so right. I, I don't think that it's like she's unable to do a lot of it. She it's just that you also. Um, she probably knows that you, there's nothing that can come from this, like in our end, if you try to con- to go on the foot and do endurance mm-hmm. or do something like that, that's on you now. Michelle, you have a fan call too. This kind of screws Jillian, Jillian in a checkmate. Because, Michelle, just being honest, I, kn- I know if I were in there, if you were in the house right now and – Christmas and Jillian are on the block against each other, and they're going to the vote, which they are. Prior to Christmas hurting her ankle, who would you vote out? I'd cancel Christmas. Sorry, no Christmas this year. Bye. Yeah, that, that, See I'd ya. put Christmas in my top four, but if I were in the house, that's how I'd vote, because I'd say what I bring to this game is I'm, I'm a mental competition person. I am not, not that I couldn't possibly win an endurance depending upon the particulars, but odds are not good for me. So I don't want someone that's going to beat me in a physical competition. And I would say to myself, if it's like that competition where you do your balance and you got to go back and forth or you got to run and grab things and go back, Christmas is a fitness superstar. She's going to do yeah. well. So who yes, am I she is. Christmas that will beat me in that, or Jillian, who thus far has shown herself to be worthless, and she's just not a, a comp threat in any way, shape, or form. Hmm. But now Christmas, now Christmas has a cast on her foot. How can she do any of that with a cast? That's what I'm saying. So now, let's take it as it is, guys. So Christmas comes in, she's like, I definitely have torn ligaments, which we know she's not fibbing because, you know, she... This is coming from production, and in production can't tell you lies like that. Um, so she has for sure has torn ligaments, but then she goes to the MRI on Wednesday and let's hypothetically say she comes in and is like, oh, now i got a cast on my foot like you said, Cherry. So now she can't do those physical things, and that was her strength. Now who do you vote out? Hmm? Jillian. Because Christmas' yep. threat is now minimized. Yeah, it, it, it's one of those things. I think it's still tight. I think that the the voting is going to be uh, a close one. Um, Sherry, uh, we have a caller? Yes, you do. All right, let's bring them we up and have, see if they got something to say about this. Okay, we have Susan Malloy calling in. Hi, Susan. Hi, everybody. How y'all doing? Pretty hey, good. Susan, Hi, we're Susan. doing great. How are you? All right, but first and foremost, Congratulations, Ronnie. You have a gorgeous, oh, precious baby boy. Oh, he's thank adorable. You. He is. I love him. <laughs> you better love him. <laughs> okay, I got that out of the way. Hey, guys, what's going on? <laughs> Just enjoying season, Big Brother. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is crazy <laughs> and so soon. I love I mean, it. They start I, playing I mean, hard from like day one. Yep. So who and would you vote out, Jillian? No. Would you would you vote out um uh, Susan, who would you vote out? Jillian or uh Christmas? Right now right now with Jill, with uh Christmas hurt, I'd vote out Jillian. Yeah. You'd there vote you out Jillian. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. With Christmas being hurt I mean, right now. 
Now, if Christmas wasn't yeah. hurt, bye Christmas. I'll see you next year. Yeah, that's what we're saying. And uh, yeah. but now, if Christmas on a live feed just a minute ago, she's saying, oh, give me a couple of days, I'll be back to normal. She could be embellishing it, though, guys. She might That's know exactly true. what she's doing. She might know exactly what she's doing by going, all right, I just need them to think that I'm not good, you know, and get me through this week, and then she'll just, you know, have the Superman costume will come out, and she'll be like, ah, you know, another disguise. And, 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 and <laughs> Paul is trying to rally the troops to keep her. He was doing that before she got hurt mm-hmm. also. Oh, yeah. So yep. Paul's got something up in his mind and his up his sleeve somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I, I will think tell that's you this. Cap, you're but... talking about she might be embellishing it, Michelle. You know, I used to dance a lot, and I danced professionally for a bit. And you know, while dancing is not the same thing as being a dancer, is not the same thing as being a fitness empire person. You know, dancing is extremely athletic and it's difficult. And I will tell you this from my experience. For those of you who are listening who may not know, Christmas got hurt because she was horsing around with uh, Jason. Jason was carrying yeah. her, on her on his back, and he slipped, and she landed awkwardly. And, and I will tell you this from my dance experience. When people have, were injured from, like, the actual, like, doing choreography, it was never always that – it was never really that serious. They they may have gotten the sprain or something, but they were right back on it or whatever. When people got hurt the most severely was when they were always messing around. It's when they yep, were always around. goofing around. Yes, and yep, that's why that's I tell true. all the actors in my shows and all the dancers in my shows, I say, do, there is no horsing around. There is no goofing off because that's when you get hurt the worst, it seems. And it's because when you're dancing or when you're doing fitness or, you know, playing a sport, it, it's, you know what you're doing and you're mentally present and you know the possible dangers. But when you're goofing around like that, your guard is completely down. And so exactly. you do things and you don't understand how it could hurt you. And and I really think that's what happened here. She landed in such a horribly awkward way that it hurt herself. And she hurt herself. And I don't know. I, I mean, I'll be shocked if it's not broken. She said it was sticking out. I remember she before said, she left. Well, well I, I didn't hear her say it, but I read that she was saying, I can, you know, help me, come get me, my foot's broken, I can feel the blood mm-hmm. rushing to it, yep. and um, I don't know yep. who, I guess maybe it was Jason or somebody went inside to get help, and no one ever came, and it's like, well, I'll tell you what, they would say, like, need a medic or something before anyone comes, they would say, I need a medic. I thought I broke my foot, and it was just like a 24-hour thing the next day, I was like, Oh, all right, all right. Well, it just went away. And being a, an athletic person, like you said, Ronnie, and those people are more apt of healing quicker. And yes. having that oh, adrenaline yeah. rush go through their body where <laughs> yeah. if it was a, just a regular person that wasn't a fitness person, wasn't used to injuring themselves, uh, probably like it could be on a daily basis just by putting strain on their body in certain ways, would be a totally different scenario. Uh, they would probably mm-hmm. be taken out of the game permanently. Um, so I guess uh, you know we will see. But I think that she's gonna she's gonna just miraculously do you know feel better come Friday right. after the eviction. Well, how about I that really one? I really hope she's not hurt. 
because my wife made a good point. She said if she's hurt being a fitness person, that could really negatively affect her livelihood and her career. And and for that reason, I hope she's not hurt because that would be awful to have, you know, playing Big Brother affect her career that way. So I hope she's, and I hope somebody she's really her, well. And her commitment to fitness and everything might actually yes. push her body to the extent of where it could never heal properly again. Right. So she, yep. she obviously needs to know that by making a decision of, whether to stay or not um, could affect her career. So we also got to think about that. If she really thought it was broken, yeah. broken, I don't think that she would be coming back. I mean, her she's right. got um, over a million views on her. Uh, I think she's got a YouTube or something like that. You know, she does cross training, um, and she's she's pretty popular in, in that that uh, sort of life oh, yeah. that she's living. And she makes a and career out of it. So. Her body is just jacked. Jacked. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm sure working out, yeah, they rip their muscles and rebuild them, rip the muscles, rebuild them. You have to get stronger and stronger. Um, mm-hmm. They sure do. That's, that's why they're like, she's oh, got to go. <laughs> she's just so muscular. <laughs> like, she's out. And right now she's on some good drugs, from what I know. So right. she's just kind of like, yeah, I'm on some drugs. She's happy yeah. right now. Leave her alone. She's happy. She's higher than the kite. Well, Susan, do you have any other comments and questions? Yeah. We my, my life. What do you think about Megan? Oh, we already talked about that. We beat a dead horse. We don't want to yeah, talk about it anymore. We talked about it for like I didn't, 20 minutes. I didn't catch that. I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, it's quit. okay. We just don't want to keep talking about it. Um, make sure you go back and listen to the archives because we really talked a lot about it. So we, we, we're both on the same kind of, you know, we don't really agree with it. But um, it is what it is, right? Moving on, right? Yeah. Exactly. But now I just really wish they'd bring Cameron back. Bring Cameron back. Yeah, he got to be He's, He's got freedom now, so. Okay, what's the question? Yeah, but, uh, huh? Um, this is from oh, Jason Lee, and he wants to yeah. know: Do you think production has manipulated the twist a little too much in Paul's favor with the friendship bracelet, sending Cameron home, and giving the best reward on the first den of temptation, and as consequences, someone else has to put them on the block, yet he's still allowed to compete in HOH, POV, and can vote. Well, you know, here's, here's the thing about it. Um, it's, I think it's very easy to say, is the twist, he- is all that heavy-handed? Sure, but here's the thing about it. America still voted for him to get the, the pendant, and from a, pro- they are producers, they are production, so from a storytelling stance, what would have happened if they offered $2,000? Let's hypothetically say $2,000 in that initial temptation for the the swap thing. Well, would you have taken $2,000, Michelle, if they offered you $2,000 no. but you didn't know what was going to happen? No, I wouldn't have even taken no. $2,000. But if we're in and they say, do you want $25,000? Are you going for that? Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm going and, for that. Ten out of ten. I'm going for it, especially when they say, "No, what Julie says, no one will ever know unless you tell them." You know what I would have done? I would have gone for it, and if I got it, I just would have never told anyone, which I can't believe Kevin told Paul. Yeah, yeah. 
I would have I would have gone to my big brother grave denying ever taking them. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, I would have not said anything as well. But but somebody in the chat room right now is making a good point, which you know I was I was going to say myself, but um, MN Dreamer of two says he's out of any other temptation vote. So Paul cannot have any other temptation votes. So no. was it smart to put him number one? Was it smart to give him safety for three weeks? Because you know what I smell? I smell a net of safety. I smell as soon as that safety's done, mm-hmm. they're cutting him, cutting him. Yeah. You know, it's three weeks now, enough to make people forget. I think, and I think they need, it I, I think they need to get rid of the, the, the America votes because I think this season's going to, the same season that happened with uh, BBOTT. It was production well, manipulated. Maybe. Production changed this. Production like this person, so they made that person the favor. Oh, they changed it. Didn't tell us they changed it. I don't think that's going to happen this time. Yeah. That they're going to start yelling favoritism. I mean, I, I, don't have, know, but I, I do know one thing, Ronnie. Ronnie, huh. do we not love the voice of the Den of Temptation? Oh, I am obsessed I with the creepy it. voice. Oh. Yes. Yes. I love it. I tweeted a picture of the devil guy from Legend, Tim Curry dressed up as the demon guy from Legend, and I was like, this is what I imagine <laughs> the voice looks like. I mean, oh, I my God, I'm obsessed. I loved, loved it. it. Oh, my God, I love, love, love the scary voice, the scary room. I love scary shit. I love it, love it, love it. Oh, I know yes. I'm Ronnie. I'm like, Halloween's my I favorite. wish it was in my season. Halloween's my favorite holiday. Favorite. Me too. Me too. Favorite. So I think we like that in there. I've been like, um, I'm not leaving the den of temptation. I'm just going to sleep in here. Is that okay? (laughs) Well, you heard what Paul said when he went in there. Paul goes, my bedroom. "Hmm, Looks like my room. My bedroom. Yeah, my bedroom. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I wouldn't know. I'm like, this is amazing. I'm sleeping in here now. (laughs) Right. I I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for calling in, Susan. We love you, girl. I love you too. Ronnie again, give that baby big kisses and kisses and hugs and hugs. I will. I will. Thanks, Thanks, Susan. Good to hear from you. (laughs) You too, Sherry, Michelle, and Ronnie. Y'all have a good night. Bye, You too. You too. Happy 4th of July, babe. Bye. Bye. Um, I know we only have a a little bit of time left, but we really don't have a lot of time, but I do want to talk about this. And. Um, I, I just want to hear what Ronnie's thoughts are because I know you, you, the things that come out of your mouth are just amazing about Big Brother. Okay. So, okay, we're not crazy about Cody. Cody has said and done some fucking shit that we're like, what the yeah. hell is this guy talking about? He's gone to the Ferguson. He flew out, whatever the case may be. I don't like the guy. I don't like him, okay? I feel like just mm. to run away. But this is the thing, you guys. My, my The one thing that I can say that I like about him and that I wish a lot more other players would do. I mean, I don't think I technically would have done that because I would want to work, talk to my alliance about it. But the fact that he is doing stuff without telling his alliance, as a viewer, I was like, this is some good shit. Like, I cannot believe he didn't yeah. discuss with his alliance what he was going to do, and not only that, but go and keep people from another alliance safe, and or, or basically, he's all Team Alex. What are your thoughts on um, Cody 
basically doing all this stuff on his own and, and not informing his team. Well, you know, obviously that's bad for his – if you were in his alliance, you would not be a fan of that. But – this is a big but. You know, I can't help but look at this way just like you, Michelle. I Before I was on the show, I looked at everything as a viewer because that was my lens. It was my only experience with Big Brother. And not at that time, having not played the game yet, I didn't know any other way to look at it. Well, now that I've been in there, I see it through two different lenses, and the further I get away from my experience, the more I kind of eliminate my lens. Not I don't want to say eliminate, but the lesser my lens as a viewer is, and the more my lens of a former house guest is, the bigger it's gotten. And what I mean by that is, Michelle, everyone likes to say, DR manipulation, DR manipulation, or whatever. Well, paranoia in that house is crazy, and I'm not saying the DR said anything to Cody, because I don't think they did, but Cody is super paranoid, and Cody even remotely perceived that maybe they would have tipped off Paul if he was going to try and nominate him. The only analogy I have is, Michelle, we've talked about this on the show before. If we were in there with someone that we knew America loved and would try to protect or whatever, I'm, I don't know. This is purely hypothetical. I'm going to say Jeff, right? So if we were there with Jeff, and America <laughs> would give him powers and everything. If you were wanting Jeff up and out, are you going to say it on the feeds? Are you going to tip off any other players? Or are you just going to, out of nowhere, at that veto ceremony, when they say, well, who's going to be your replacement nominee? You go, mm, Jeff. No warning, just Jeff. So I'm not saying that Cody had some grand move in that sense, but I'm just saying maybe it was in his head. Maybe he had that thought somewhere. It's probably not true. But on the other hand, if nothing else, at least Cody tried to make a big move, right? Uh, he tried to get Paul out. I think that he was a little too... Well, actually, Paul had the necklace when he nominated Alex, correct? Yes. Do we know the, the time? Which, by the way, uh, I don't know about you, but people on Twitter were tweeting me speculating... So I was very happy that they that he read when he got the necklace. It showed him reading the rules that said it it only is announced if someone tries to nominate you. So yeah. we now know those were the rules all along from the moment he got the necklace. So yes, because I would have rather seen. You know, if that's what he wanted to do, put Paul up instead of Alex. But uh-huh. I think either way, he would have been safe, right? Because he had the necklace before that. We don't know, really. Uh, well, yeah, we don't know for sure when he got the necklace because it was um, sometime before the feeds went live. It had to have been sometime Thursday. We can, we can, we only know for certain it had to be. Fees went live, what, 1 or 2 a.m. Eastern Friday morning last week? Um, yeah. It was yeah. right after the the Thursday night show, I think after the West Coast saw it. So, yes, it was Friday so morning 1 at 1 a.m. So, 1 a.m. Eastern morning, 
Easter and Friday morning, these went live. Well, the voting went live for it after the show on Wednesday night, and it stopped at 12 Eastern on Thursday. So sometime between 3 p.m. or from noon Eastern to 1 a.m. Eastern, so within 13 hours, sometime within then, he got tempted with the necklace. That's all we he know got for tempted. sure. And by the time the feats came on, we knew Megan was gone he, and the Alex was on the block. Yes. So, yeah. So, but Paul so either way then, the Paul already had a necklace, yeah. Oh, my goodness, you guys. This is going to be, and as we already have seen, uh, an epic, epic uh, season so far. We've had oh, yeah. uh, self-eviction. We've had, uh, we have Showmances 3 to be exact right now. Um, we've seen alliances already turning on each other. Um, we've seen uh, a broken foot possibly. We don't even know. Uh, we got a new uh, alum in the house, and somehow, mm-hmm. some way, Megan's gonna have to be replaced somehow. I mean, that because we're gonna be um, down one player, so I, I really don't know what's gonna happen. Is somebody else gonna go in the house? I hope you know, they bring they gonna... back. I really do. Yeah, I want to say that. I think he's already free. I think he's free like a bird. Because I believe I saw hey. something that stated that he was free. Oh, something else I want to say because I don't know if the shows are archived. I want you guys to think back, go in your recesses of your brain and try and remember. Do you remember what I told you I thought would be a good twist for Big Brother last year that I said they should do sometime? I said they should do a twist where they have a special room that they let some people, America votes for someone to go into the room, and the twist is played out in that room somehow. Mm, Yeah, kind of like we saw on Big Brother Canada where – they got evicted, yep. and they were put into a room that overlooked the house, actually, and yep. they got to see what was going I, on, and then I, one I came said back. that should happen. Yeah. And also, I don't know, people have asked me this on Twitter, and I hadn't thought of this. This is true, and I want you guys to think about this. They have shockingly eliminated so many people, like... They did Jody. They're they're Cameron now. There have been several Glenn. people that have been eliminated pre-jury for through twists and and whatever. Like people are now officially saying they really want to see a season of second chances where people who got eliminated through a twist or people who went too early in the game get a second chance. And I stand by that because there are some people that just kind of got bamboozled by a twist or whatever that, I mean, Annie, Annie should be back. She was the saboteur. She, I mean, think, people like that, uh, you know, Eric Stein, Michelle, you, because, you know, you got that stupid Vito roulette crap. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I mean, can't forget that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and you know, I was throwing out your guys' names, and someone said, Ronnie, you're probably the most infamous pre-jury person since, you know, All-Stars <laughs> that has gone out yeah. there. I was like, oh, we thought he'd make it further, you know? It would be interesting to see that, you know? It really would be to see, you know, what happens at that point. Um, yeah. As we, as we know, twists happen, expect the unexpected. We have the Den yep. of Temptation. And we know that people are going to be taking these uh, temptations. The Den of so. Temptation. <laughs> yes. The hiss. I like the hiss. Michelle, into the Den yes. of Temptation. 
says, let me in there. Arr, I love it. But, Ronnie, um, we're going to be cutting it short right now, but I just want to say uh, please come back um, in a few weeks, um, and oh, yeah, we can, uh, we'll have lots more to discuss because I, I know that, uh, you know, it's going to get crazier. I would love to see Josh get the HOH. Um, please, I can't wait to see. Please. Please. I, I want him to blow up. Like, like my my head will explode if Josh wins HOH. Uh, my, my anticipation will be too much. I can't handle it. <laughs> uh, I would love every minute of it. I'm, I'm a Josh fan. I love it, how he's just off the handle. Um, I would just like – I can't wait to see who's going to be the first one in the alliance um, right now to, to backstab Cody. I cannot wait because it's going to be his own alliance. That's just mm-hmm. going to happen. Um, oh, yeah. So – we will see what happens, everybody. But, Ronnie, thank you again for calling in. Oh, thank you for having uh, me. Give Michelle and Bentham a kiss for me. I'm sure he'll say, I oh, will. tell Michelle I said hi. <laughs> <laughs> I will. And for me, too. I will, Terry. <laughs> and uh, you Thanks, have a great guys. 4th of July, Ronnie. We love you, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, honey? I love you guys. Talk to you soon. Mike. Love you, Happy babe. Happy 4th, babe. Seriously, we could have talked probably for another 48 hours at least until, like, the next I know. show because there's so much to talk about. Um, there really is. We really didn't even get into the showmances and all that kind of stuff, which we'll, we'll see what happens with these showmances. There's already a lot. Um, so, uh, everybody, I just want to say enjoy uh, the rest of your 4th of July weekend. Please be safe. Uh, enjoy your family and friends, and please be very careful if you do uh, utilize fireworks. They're very dangerous. Um, just be very careful, and please don't drink and drive. Call Uber, call Lyft, call a friend. Call. They usually have these uh, hotlines where you can call and get a ride. Uh, just do not drink and drive or play with fireworks um, if you don't know what that's going on. Right, Cherry? That's exactly right. Well, I guess let's close out the show. Love you guys. Uh, chat room, love you guys. Uh, thank you, Susan, for calling in. And everyone who's going to be listening to the show, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And we'll be back next Monday. And we don't know who our guest will be, but Michelle always has somebody awesome on. So watch Facebook and Twitter, and we will let you know. Make sure you're back here with us at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central to see who it will be and join us and chat with us about Big Brother 19. So, as Michelle said, enjoy your 4th of July. Have Be safe. And we'll see you next Monday on the 10th of July. We're going to wrap things up with Ron, as we always do. So, take care. Here's Ron to take us out for the night. Good night, all. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all of my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in.
God bless you, and thank you for listening to the show. And it was a great one. It's always a great one with our Michelle Costa. Say good night, Michelle. Good night, everybody. Good night, all. Happy Fourth. That's a wrap.